living on a ledge. Cheese shaped as a wedge. Gallagher busting melons with a sledge. A-track tapes of Sister Sledge. You're listening to Living on the Ledge on the Giggles Live Radio Network. I loved the uh, Gallagher Sledge-O-Matic watermelon reference. uh, Yeah, I used to love Gallagher. Gallagher used to be one of the um, best produce prop comics. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to prop comedy, nobody could beat him in the produce department. In the produce department, definitely. (laughs) That's so great. Yeah, I've never had a chance to, uh, never got the opportunity to work with the man, but I've heard some great stories, and uh, he's a really smart man, really smart guy. Yeah, and then the other one I was thinking about, who was, uh, I think it was Howie Mandel that used to do prop comedy, where he would do the glove on his head and inflate it, you know? I saw him do it live in 1993. Okay. Yeah, I was, we, we were uh, stationed at uh, Chanute Air Force Base in Champaign, Illinois, and uh, me and my buddies went on the onto the University of Illinois campus to go see if we could meet some girls. And when we got onto the campus, we saw Howie Mandel was there, and it was free for students. So we met a couple girls, and we were like, "Hey, do you want to go with us to the thing to the show?" And they they were like, "We didn't know there's a show. Oh, how cool!" And then uh, they were like, we don't want to go, but here's some tickets for you guys. <laughs> so they went and got us tickets. <laughs> so we went. Oh. It was fun. And we watched how he do his thing. And the big, there was a big, really big crowd. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a great um, comic. I always liked him as a comic. He's so smart and so fast. Very fast. And, uh, and I got to say, there was a little, uh, a little dust up with our buddy, um, Frank Nicotero. He can't talk about it because of whatever reasons, legal reasons. But there was a little dust up where somebody had done some material that was similar to his, and it ended up being kind of a thing. And Howie Mandel had uh, Frank's back. He goes, if that's his material, then nobody else should be doing it. This needs to be dealt with in the right way as if, you know, it's a, it's it's an infringement. And so uh, I remember Frank telling me, back, this was before when he could still talk about it, like while it was kind of happening, because he was kind of freaking out talking to his buddy, you know. And anyways, but he, he said that how he really had his back during all that. So. Well, that's good. That's good to know that he's a, a stand-up, stand-up guy. Yeah, stand-up, stand-up. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't shake his hand if you've got dirty hands. Yeah, that's make, make, make sure you observe the hygiene code with him. That's right. Yeah. Oh, we're going to roll this thing up? Yeah, I see you got your uh, Keystone light. Oh, yeah, I'm going to open that thing up here. All right. Right about that 14th floor is about when we start filling the wind. Yeah, start getting some of the wind. <laughs> Starts getting pretty windy right around there. Right around that 14th floor. <laughs> Usually by about the 5th beer and the 14th floor, you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, we are on the side of the... what is it the Merrill Lynch Tower or is that the smaller one? You, you know what? I saw the new signage down below and it's actually calling it the Oxnard Tower. It is the Oxnard Tower. Yeah. Okay. So, and then what's the little one? What's the little stubby one? I'm not sure what the stubby one is, but this one used to be Morgan Stanley, but I saw all of that is gone off of it, and they're calling it the Oxnard Tower. How embarrassing would that be to work in the little stubby building? 
I know this kind of. Be like, oh, I work in the tower. Oh, you work in the big, pretty tower? No, no, in the little stubby tower next. And, to and there's even a smaller um, one that is a mirrored one that's like eight floors. If you come closer to the um, river bottom, oh, have you yeah. seen that one? It's it's extra stubby. Huh. I don't know. Well, I like the idea of the mirrored part, so maybe I'd like that even more than the stubby one. We'll yeah, see. yeah. This one looks like just a like the first eight floors of, of this building here. You know. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. They just look like they were like, all right, well, we're gonna, yeah. we're just gonna cut it off here. I think it's just a teaser for those people coming from up north, coming down here. They'll see that one first, and then they're like, oh god, they've got a big building. Oh, look at the size of the one over here. <laughs> it's a tester building. Yeah. Just to get them ready. Get them, get them pr- primed. <laughs> well, we have a big show coming up on this tower. Uh, me and Jennifer Sturger are going to be performing as a part of the Christmas in July event put on by my buddy Bob Davis. That's coming up on Thursday, July 15th, 13th, 13th, 15th is another thing. So Thursday, July, or Thursday, July 13th. And so if you want some details on that, hit me up. I will forward you the flyer. You could also look for Bob Davis. Bob Davis is a loan officer, I believe, and he does a lot of different things in the community. Really, really good guy. And I, I, I noticed that um, the gigglslive.com website has been updated too. Oh yeah, she yeah. Got a so little, you can you can check it, check it out on there too. Yeah, she got a little facelift, and she's gonna keep getting a little tweaks here and there until leading up to our our big our big event coming up in October. Oh, October first. Okay. Yeah, we got that coming up, which is. Um, uh, S S C E two, right? Yeah, S S C E two. That is the sport, the Seaside Sports Collectors Expo, part deuce. Part deuce. I like that. Part deuce. Yeah, that's. I guess that's what we should call it. Part deuce. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good, and we're gonna. So we were talking about it off the air. We've got our giggle show, June thirtieth. Jake uh, Daniels is going to be our headliner. Uh, we have. The funny and talented Joe Bartnett coming in July. July, August we have the funny and talented Tommy Savitt. Okay. September we will probably take off. Yeah. And then October is we're gonna see how things are going. <laughs> yeah, October October is probably gonna be insane with the expo being on the first. So there, I mean. I don't want to put it out there, but there is a chance that that September or that 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 uh, August show could be the last one of the year because you get into you get into September. We have October first. We have the expo. We're gonna be really busy that weekend because we always are on expo weekend. And then you have you know all the holidays coming. You have we don't dare do anything that rivals Halloween in a Santa Paula. We learned that years ago. Yeah. One of our yeah. earliest Santa Paula lessons. And, and I think we did learn last time, too, um, in November that um, comedy wasn't a big sell the day after Thanksgiving. You know, even if you had people in town that wanted to see comedy, it wasn't a big sell. Yeah. So we've got those to navigate. We're just going to have to look yep. at the schedule and see what we can do. Maybe we'll pop up and do like a special, you know, middle of the month show or something. Just something fun for everybody but we'll, we'll, we'll play that and, and and the thing that i was just checking out today um on my calendar is if we go into january of 2024 we're going on the 10 year anniversary of giggles really is it 10 yeah wow because we were actually almost off by a year and a half i had to do the math and i came back and we were off by a year and a half when we did our 
what was it, our seventh anniversary show? Oh, really? Yeah, so we were almost off. So that was almost, we were around like eight and a half years at that point when we did that show, you know. <laughs> Next year, we're going to have a 15th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, and we love this man and rest in peace, Marty Ross, but it was like a Marty Ross birthday show. Yeah, it was this a Marty Ross birthday show. Seemed to be one posted all the time. Yep. <laughs> I love Marty. An authentic original New York Giants baseball fan. I love that. And great comedy. It was great when he came out and did those. He, he did two shows for us, and they were the two best shows during COVID ever. I mean. Oh, yeah. And how great was it that he, in his, he was in his 80s, and he gets discovered on America's Got Talent. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. And, and you know what? We were just talking about Howie Mandel. That was who actually... Um, was I think he introduced him or something. He was one of the judges when Marty was on there. Oh, nice. And it was so cool because Howie was like, you're going to do comedy? And how long have you been doing comedy? You know, and, and Marty's like, well, I, I started about 10 years ago, you know. I mean, yeah. It, it was just like, he was a late bloomer in the comedy world. I remember uh, Marty, I remember Marty um, at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. And I remember, um, I remember him being kind of new, and I remember seeing him all the time at the other one, uh, Valencia. The, oh, the, JR's. JR's. Oh, yeah. See him. He was, every time I went to JR's, he was there. Every Anytime I was working there. Always friendly, always mentioned the Giants and all that good stuff. And Great comic, man. Yeah, I think JR's is moving to Moore Park. I heard something about that. Yeah, I think there's a location in Moore Park, but I think there's also one in Valencia. Oh, too. they're going to have a double location. Yeah, I think he's got a couple of them. Yeah, JR's is kind of like Giggles. Randy's got a couple different clubs. Uh -huh. got, uh, that Junkyard Cafe in Simi is really cool. I yeah, love it. Yeah, that's a good place for food. Really good place for food. Oh, have you been there before? Yeah. Oh, okay. I never never ate there. Good that, ribs. If you like ribs, it's a good rib joint. I don't think I ate that night. I think I left. But yeah, we did. Actually, Rochelle Marie did that show with me, and it was... Uh, uh, Sandy Gelfand, Gel, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so, but she's not going to listen anyways. It's Dutch. But she was, uh, I believe she was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Oh. Maybe Raiders. Oh, you know what? Remember. No, no, she was Dallas Cowboys. Was she? And the only reason I know is because my girlfriend watches that Dallas Cowboys training camp show 24-7. <laughs> and I remember seeing that name. My ex was a, was a big fan of the uh, of that show. I think she still watches it. It's an odd thing because that you would think that's a show that dudes would be more into. Yeah, and it's it, it, and and she'll she'll put it on and, and she'll get into watching it and everything. You know what it and, is, and, and she's like, "Do you do you mind watching this?" I go, "Oh no, this is no problem. I have no problem with this." You know what it is about that show about about what it, it's called the Dallas it's Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Yeah, you know what it is. It's seeing pretty girls get their their dreams broken. Okay. It, the, the, the women like to see pretty girls being told you're you're too fat, even though they're okay. they're tiny. Yeah, they, they like to see the women being told that they didn't dance fast enough, so or, they, they, or they didn't smile. Yeah, they like to see the drama because every time I watch it, that's what it's about: is who's getting cut today. Like, dang, this is more ruthless than sports. At least, at least a football game, those guys get to come back and and you know try harder the next week. The cheerleaders, it's like you're gone. They, they could call it the Dallas Cowgirls Dream Crusher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. We're going to crush your dreams. I must break you. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, though. I wonder if that's what it is. It's so funny, though. Uh, I was reading a, a thing the other day about how... Um, I, was, I, I talked to Kat Alvarado about it a little bit. Um, that was talking about 
you know how a lot of people like to unwind by watching like uh, true crime, you know, either, you know, true crime, murder mysteries or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. You know, and a lot of people like, like the, the Law and Order SVUs, and they say that that comes from a place of where you were damaged when you were a kid, and so you're more comfortable with that. So you're actually, by spending that much time in it, you're actually kind of like adding to that mental health issue that you have. That might be why I like the shows where they do, um, what's the one where they, um, like antique road show and then there's always other people's junk and then overinflated prices and then how people's egos get really um <laughs> yeah really high that they got something worth something and or or the ones that get let down where it's it's worth nothing it's worthless you know i mean it's a fake you know yeah those are crazy that is that oh, is pawn some- stars pawn stars is good about that yeah you have so but the, the only problem i have I, I don't remember which one it was but it was the one that was based out of Detroit, and he was doing one where the guy was evaluating car, like baseball cards, football cards, and he was so far off. Like, oh, and he was so like I mean, when I say so far off, he was calling a twenty-five cent card an eighty-dollar card. Okay, like he was that far off. Like he and I, and after that, that kind of killed it for me because I'm like, no, he's you know he's he's like, oh man, this guy's got all this stuff, and I just bought it for. You know what I mean? And like when he bought it, I was like, I, I like I wouldn't even pay that for it. Yeah. And so it was just I did kind of find it found it interesting because they don't. don't and and there's shows like that too. The uh, I'll catch them where they're doing a car, you know, like evaluation of a classic muscle car or something, and you're like, that doesn't look that, like that's right on it. And they made millions of those. And yeah. And and and, <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot of shows out there that do the a lot of hype on it, you know. What's the weirdest thing that you've like saved and collected over time? Oh God, probably God, I'm trying to think. Going back, the reason um, I thought about it because I had a flashback. I remember at a Pro Bowl game or a Pro Bowl practice, um, John Elway walked in, signed my autograph, and then he was drinking a sun-kissed orange soda. He threw it away, and a lady begged a security guard to go fetch it out oh, for her. God. <laughs> and he did. He got it out for her, and so she brought it home. And that's a, and I'm wondering, does she still have a old sun-kissed orange soda can sitting on her shelf somewhere? And then she puts her lips where John Elway put his lips. I mean, why not? He's a beautiful man, irresistible, Mister Elway. Yeah, I just um, I've watched a, a flashback um, Super Bowl game that was replayed. That was Elway, and it was when they play. Oh no, you know what? It was a. Uh, playoff game for AFC playoffs that was Elway and Bernie. Um, oh, Kozar. Kozar, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that fun was devastating. Was that yeah. the Ernest Minor fumble one? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, I was actually a a semi-Browns fan and a semi-Bengals fan at that time. I was a 49er fan. Uh-huh. But I always had teams that I liked because they had a lot of characters. Ernest Minor was one of my absolute favorite players in the league. Ozzie Newsom, the the tight end from the Browns in those oh, days, okay. he was my favorite player. He was my favorite player above Joe Montana, above Ronnie Lott, above all those guys. Ozzie Newsom, the big tight end that had great hands, he was my favorite player. I just loved watching him play. And there's nothing, I mean, nothing more you can say about a guy with great hands, you know. Yeah, that's just a good point. We like having those around the Giggles crew, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's on the the application for giggles. Yeah. actually, rate your hands rate from your one hands to ten. From one to ten. Yeah, do you know Jim put eleven? 
He put a, a yeah. Okay. He doesn't exaggerate. And and he actually put three references down. We called them, and they all agreed that he did have a number eleven hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a good way to go. We need to add that to the application. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered about that because um, with the references, like they always ask you for three references. And I always wondered if they ever called him and if everybody really gave you a crappy reference, you know what I mean? I think a few people do, because I've gotten calls where people put me down as a reference without telling me. And I was like, oh, they did? Like, they put me down, <laughs> they put me down as a reference? Really? And not a job with, within a career field that I was familiar with. So it was just like a bizarre... Sometimes that's when you go, okay, he just went for three random people on their phone. <laughs> and I always used to throw in there like, uh, yeah, I think he's got all his personal problems worked out now, so he should be okay for you. <laughs> I remember I got my friend Pete a uh, a job interview when I worked at Arby's, and uh, they didn't hire him because under GPA he wrote that he had a 4.6. <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, what? Like, dude, that's not how math works. <laughs> My, my favorite question used to be on job applications was um, salary desired, you know? I mean, and 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 people would look at that and they were like, are you serious? I go, well, it says desired. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. I, I will work for that. They're automatically I mean, asking you to be a liar because yeah. they want you to say, I saw the ad. It said $17 an hour, yeah. so I want $17 yeah. an hour. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> salary desired. Yeah, that is funny. $1 billion. <laughs> Maybe you could write like your like your tour writer on there too. One million dollars, a dozen green M and M's. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all your <laughs> fourteen buckets of chicken from Popeyes. And that always reminds me too is like if you were in the new car dealership and you're buying the car, and the 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 sales guy always would do the thing with the piece of paper and you'd have a pen in your hand and he passed the paper over to you and. What price are you looking to pay for this? How can I get you into that car? What price? And what would you like to write on there? And it was like, I was with my dad. My dad used to write like 500 bucks in a kiss on my ass or something and send it back to him. And the guy would have to walk all the way back and he wouldn't open the paper because it would be folded. Yeah, yeah. And he'd give it back to him. 500 bucks in a kiss of my ass. I mean. Your dad would write a smiley face on it. Yeah. yeah. Charles Haley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great that Charles Haley um, signing because I mean when Charles Haley doesn't want to sign no more his signature has that happy face with the the eyes that have X's on him you know that look like yeah, the, the get, guy's been strangled he gets a little more angry yeah <laughs> it was really weird though because there was no gradual hey I'm getting sick of these guys it was man you guys are amazing I love you get back in line come back and yeah like, what the hell are you doing back like, yeah dude that was your idea not mine yeah yeah we didn't want to get back in line. Yeah, and, and 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 I didn't want to wear the rings. I mean, I remember he gave me all those Super Bowl rings. And I put them and I had all five of them on my hand. Yeah, yeah. taking a selfie of me with Super Bowl rings, and he's like, "Oh yeah, walk around with yeah, them, mummy." You're my best friend. Take them home. No, take them yeah, home. Show your family. <laughs> Bring them back. Collect them. Trade them with your friend. <laughs> yeah, he always provides a good story that Mister Haley does. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah, you got to go back and look into some of the the. Oh, excuse me. God, that's terrible. I hope I edit that out. You gotta look back at some of the folklore from when he was on the Niners because he 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 left in a, a kind of bad circumstances. Yeah, um, he went potty on somebody's car. Oh, I, I thought it was through a sunroof. I think he. 
I think he went potty on somebody's. Uh, I think he went potty on the the hood of, I believe Tim Harris's car. Okay. Tim Harris is the the linebacker that was kind of brought in to replace him. Tim Harris was a, a an all pro um, linebacker, really good. And it was probably a fairly expensive car too. It wasn't just, I mean, that'd be my guess. A Ford Taurus or something. I mean, that'd be my guess. The sad thing about Tim Harris was he never really materialized. He did. He had a one good season with the Niners. And then he had like knee injuries, and he still kind of is involved with the organization a little bit, but he just never really. He had that one year in Green Bay where he was all star, all pro, like he was like one of the best in the league. And then he comes to the 49ers, and we're losing our minds. And yeah. Now, did he play um, when Favre was with Green Bay or? Um, per, yeah, probably. Okay. He probably came to the 49ers. Uh, yeah, he was th- he was there at least for Favre's first year or two. Oh, okay. Yeah. He came to the Niners about that time. Yeah. He was over there with that gang of misfits. Brett Favre is just such a bad guy. What a terrible <laughs> human being. Like, like welfare fraud. What a terrible guy. Yeah, whatever. I don't usually say that about athletes. And, and I, I think, didn't his daughter get a gig on a reality show or something? Oh, did was, she? Yeah, I remember seeing her on some kind of a, a dating reality show that she got. Oh, wow. And it was Brett Favre's daughter. My favorite football player daughter story was, uh, do you remember Mark Rippon from the Redskins? Okay, yes. He has a daughter, or he has a daughter, that played in the Lingerie Football League, and she was really good. And she was the quarterback of her team. Lingerie Football League is exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of women and, playing it. And afterwards. they did have that um, during like a halftime part of a Super Bowl one year. I remember that. They yeah. had outtakes from that. They showed it. And then it never showed up again, you know. <laughs> they would get some get some backlash for that. But yeah, they probably ran an advertisement. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was supposed to be a really big deal. I watched a little bit of it and I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't I didn't find it either hot. I guess it was more about that than it would have been about the actual sport, but they were good athletes, but it just didn't mesh for me. I just it wouldn't catch on for me for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I could see where that it, <laughs> it would lo- lose its thrill after a while. Yeah, it was <laughs> like you would see you would see every like and they're not wearing a lot of clothes so, and they would run into it like they're playing tackle football and they would run into each other so freaking hard and you're like hey it's just i don't know clothesline somebody and (laughs) yeah (laughs) lorm and i don't think they got paid which is another thing that kind of bothered me okay yeah i think it was one of those you know it's kind of like the arena football leagues a lot of those people don't get paid a lot of them are playing to get showcased for a bigger opportunity so okay to bigger opportunity in the future for them you know what we should do is we should uh, we should do a, a radio ca- broadcast of each of the lingerie games. We could we could start that. We yeah. could just tell people you know this is your companion to the lingerie game. We're gonna yeah. call the game for you, and we'll just call. Yeah, that that would actually be good. It's got to be better than whatever commentary they had. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine having you're working for a network? You've got girls in their underwear tackling each other. Can you imagine how sensitive that line is? Like, it's there's so many ways that that could go wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be that guy. My goodness. The the pillow fight, the, the naughty pillow fight network. So sad. We made it almost to the end of the episode, and we haven't dropped anything. I guess it's I not sad. I guess that's a good thing. 
But um, we could drop. I don't know. What do you got over there that you can drop out of the bucket? I don't know if we have anything to drop. Let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like we have anything to drop. Okay. Oh, here we go. We have something to drop. What do, what do you want to drop? <laughs> drop? Drop that fruit basket. I might have to start wearing my glasses. Okay. As long as you don't throw it too close to Terry's car because we've been, we've... We want to not have Terry mad at us when we do my show here next month. How about the Caltrans truck? There's a Caltrans truck. Oh, no. It's going to hit Terry's car. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it yeah, was Terry's That's car. immediately what it hit. Okay, well. Uh, on that incredibly disappointing note. You know what's bad is I don't think Terry's here today, so that's not going to get shut off anytime soon. Oh, is he off today? Oh, good for yeah. him. He's needed a day off. He's He's been out here for a little while. Yeah, I, I think he's going to take the day off, so... So we're gonna do some stunt f- pictures for for to promote some shows. So you've got your super glue and your helmet. And we're gonna get out here and take a couple pictures of you. Oh yeah, for, for the um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna wear a very nice sport coat, but over the top of the sport coat, I'm gonna wear all my gear, all my harness, and oh, nice. my um, reflective vest and everything. Yeah, you're given the and re- a hard hat. The respect it deserves. I like yeah. that. All right, that sounds good. Well, great episode, my friend. As always, everybody loves. Living on the ledge, and uh, it's because you bring me up here and terrify me every week. Yeah, that, that's what's nice about it. I mean, it's <laughs> so perfect. Every, everybody's got to make sure that their um, bowels still work, you know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Living on the land. Maybe there's arena football or lingerie football over that edge. Next Giggles Live Show, June 30th. Jake Daniels, be there. Thank you for listening to Living on the Ledge on the Giggles Live Radio Network. <laughs>